0: I may study the word this morning. The message uh, is entitled Rebellion for All Ages, Rebellion of All Ages. This parasha is entitled Korach or Korah's Rebellion. Today, let's start with a message by reading. Numbers, Bamibar 16 verses 3 through 4, which says the following.
1: They assembled together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, You have gone far enough, for all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is in their midst. So why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? When Moses heard this, he fell on his face. Here we
0: see that they thought that all members of the congregation were holy. The problem is in the perceived definition, the definition of holy or righteous versus wrong or common. All of this definition of holy and profane go to the interpretation or the understanding of the receiver. These men, through their understanding, thought that the congregation was holy They were in the same level as Moshe and Aharon, and that Moshe and Aharon had no right to being the spiritual and physical authorities over Bnei Israel, the children of Israel. This mindset tells us that Korah didn't see the relationship between Moshe and God. Why is that? Well, maybe because they were with those who said the following Shemote, Exodus chapter 20, verses 18 through 21, which says
1: this. And all the people were watching and hearing the thunder and the lightning flashes and the sound of the trumpets and the mountain smoking. When the people saw it all, they trembled and stood at a distance. Then they said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen. But do not have God speak to us or we will die. However, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. For God has come in order to test you and in order that the fear of him may remain with you so that you will not sin. So the people stood at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. It sounds like these rebels were trying to
0: influence the people to follow them through spiritual and political manipulation. Today many people believe that all believers that all religions are okay that all religions are right that you all have are all are holy and all faiths will lead you to the same god that all have equal spiritual authority in god's eyes but i'll tell you that in many religious denominations yeshua jesus isn't even a part of their true hierarchy, hierarchy within their denomination. Now look at this parallel. We know that Yeshua is prophesied of his coming in Davarim, Deuteronomy 18, verses 15
1: through 18, which says this. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your countrymen. To him you shall listen. This is the, in accordance with everything you, that you asked of the Lord your God at Horov. On the day of the assembly saying do not let me hear the voice of the Lord my God again and do not let me see his great fire anymore or I will die and the Lord said to me they have spoken well I will raise up for them a prophet from among their countrymen like you and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them everything that I command him
0: so since Yeshua was to come like Moshe you shouldn't think it unusual that many spiritual and political leaders and groups in those two camps try to undermine Yeshua, just like Korah did. The spiritual leader of the tribe of Levi was Korah. And Datham and Abirim, the political leaders of the tribe of Reuben, who was the firstborn. Now both groups were motivated by different thoughts, one spiritual, one political, but they ended up in the same with the same outcome. Many groups today try to sway people into believing that there are many ways to God. But I tell you a truth There is only one way to the Father, and that is through the Son. Bamimar, Numbers, chapter 16, verses 23 through 35, is the historical account of this rebellion. Let's listen to what the scripture says.
1: So the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get away from the tents of Korah, datan aviram. Then Moses rose and went to Datan and Aviram and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation saying, Depart now from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs lest you be consumed in all their sins. So they got away from around the tents of Korah, Datan, and Aviram. And Datan and Aviram came out and stood at the door of their tents with their wives, their sons, and their little children. And Moses said, By this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own will. If these men die naturally like all men, or if they are visited by the common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates a new thing, and the earth opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the pit, then you will understand that these men have rejected the Lord." Now it came to pass, as he finished speaking all these words, that the ground split apart under them, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households, and all the men with Korah, with all their goods. So they and all those with them went down alive into the pit, and the earth closed over them, and they perished from among the assembly. Then all Israel who were around them fled at their cry, for they said, Lest the earth swallow us us up also. And a fire came out from the Lord and consumed the two hundred and fifty men who were offering incense.
0: People, another rebellion is coming in a magnitude that is greater than that of Korah's rebellion, which includes a great falling away from faith in Yeshua. We should watch for the following away to progress for what is coming upon the earth, for us to know when the time of his return is new, is near, is very soon. The book of Mark chapter 13 verses 28 through 33 says this.
1: Now learn the parable from the fig tree. As soon as its branch has become tender and sprouts its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that he is near right at the door. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Watch out, stay alert, for you do not know when the appointed time is. In Moshe's day, a spiritual leadership group and a political leadership group tried
0: to win over the people and take over Moshe and Aharon's role just as it will be in the end of days. Mark
1: 13:21 through 27 says this, And then if anyone says to you, Look, here is Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will provide signs and wonders in order to mislead, if possible, the elect. But beware, I have told you everything in advance. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken and then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory and then he will send forth the angels and will gather together his elect from the four winds from the end of the earth to the end of heaven. The spirit of those leaders in Moshe's day will reappear and their end will be
0: much like Theirs. Revelation 19:19 19, 19 through 20 says this.
1: And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies assembled to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was seized and with him the false prophet who performed the signs in his presence by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire which burns with brimstone. Now,
0: between the times spoken in Mark chapter 13 and now, many false messiahs and false prophets have influenced and misled people to the point where people don't even know who to believe, which is part of the mat- deception that is to fall upon the world and continues to get worse. Just like in Moshe's day, Bamibar 19:41 through. 44 says this. I'm sorry, 16.
1: But on the next day, all the congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, saying, You are the ones who have caused the death of the Lord's people. It came about, however, when the congregation had assembled against Moses and Aaron, that they turned toward the tent of meeting, and behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. Then Moses and Aaron came to the front of the Tent of Meeting, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, So how can this happen? Well, first we see the influence of these leaders on
0: these people, because even after they were destroyed, the people still continued to gather and follow after the leadership's teachings. I believe because man's leadership is based upon a hierarchy, both spiritual and political, majority rules strong survives, the survival of the fittest. Bamibar, Numbers 16:8 through 11 says this,
1: Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi, is it too small an honor for you that the God of Israel has singled you out from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to perform the service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister to them and that he has brought you near." Korah and all your brothers the sons of Levi with you but are you seeking the priesthood as well therefore you and your whole group are the ones gathered together against the Lord but as for Aaron who is he that you grumbled against him but God's hierarchy versus man's hierarchy
0: is based upon those who draw near to him with the right heart that is measured by
1: God Matthew seven twenty one through 23 says this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Leave me, you who practice lawlessness. He knows
0: God knows. Yeshua knows if you love him. John
1: 14:21 through 23 says this, the one who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me and the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and will reveal myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, what has happened that you are going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will follow my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. If
0: you love him, you won't reject his commandments and go your own way.
1: John 14:24 says this, The one who does not love me does not follow my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me.
0: Now let's look at a, an example in Torah that addresses this verse. Bamibar, Numbers 15, 17 through 36, says this.
1: Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land where I am bringing you, then it shall be that when you eat from the food of the land, you shall lift up an offering to the Lord. Of the first of your dough, you shall lift up a loaf as an offering, as an offering of the threshing floor, so you shall lift it up. From the first of your uh, from your dough, you shall give to the Lord an offering throughout your generations. But when you unintentionally do wrong and fail to comply with all these commandments which the Lord has spoken to Moses, that is all that the Lord has commanded you through Moses from the day that the Lord gave commandments and onward throughout your generations, then it shall be, if it is done unintentionally, without the knowledge of the congregation, that all the congregation shall offer one bull as a burnt offering, as a soothing aroma to the Lord, with its grain offering and its drink offering, according to the ordinance, and one male goat as a sin offering, then the priests shall make atonement for all the congregation of the sons of Israel, and they will be forgiven. For it was unintentional wrong, and they have brought their offering and offering by fire to the Lord, and their sin offering before the Lord for their unintentional wrong. So all the congregation of the sons of Israel will be forgiven, as well as the stranger who resides among them. For guilt was attributed to all the people through an unintentional wrong. Now let's stop here for a second,
0: because I want to. I want to chase another rabbit. Um, none of us know the heart of man or woman. Only God knows the heart of man or woman. This gets to the question of intentional versus unintentional wrong, following God's commandments or not following God's commandments. In this section that we're reading it's talking about following God's instruction where they may have done it unintentionally and therefore the judgment associated that it was much less than it would be if it was intentional. We read about the, the man who was picking up the sticks. This is an example of the man who was picking up the sticks of Shabbat. Well, Clearly, that sounds like a violation of Torah, but they didn't know, did they? And what did they do? They went to Moshe, and Moshe took it to God. Why is that? Because they didn't know the intent of this man's heart. Was he doing that out of rebellion, or was he doing it as a result of some form of need, or was it unintentional? And so that's when he was taken, and as a result, what did God say? God said, kill the man. Because God could see the heart of this man and knew the evilness that dwelt there and the judgment that would come forth. So there's a difference between intentional and unintentional which really goes to the heart of all of us. Let's continue on.
1: Also. If one person sins unintentionally, then he shall offer a one-year-old female goat as a sin offering, and the priest shall make atonement before the Lord for the person who goes astray by an unintentional sin. Excuse me. Make atonement for him so that he may be forgiven. You shall have one law... For the native among the sons of Israel, and for the stranger who resides among them, for one who does anything wrong unintentionally. But the person who does wrong defiantly, whether he is a native or a stranger, that one is blaspheming the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from among his people. Since he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his, com- uh, his commandment, that person shall be completely cut off. His guilt will be on him. Now while the sons of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. And those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation. And they placed him in custody because it had not been decided what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, The man must be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. So all the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Now let's turn our
0: attention to 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9, which says this.
1: As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him wholeheartedly and with a willing mind, for the Lord searches all hearts and understands every intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will let you find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Today...
0: We don't have the luxury of ignorance. Ignorance doesn't work for believers. The book of Hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 through 31
1: says this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Yeshua, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let's approach God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let's hold firmly to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds, not abandoning our own meeting together, as is the habit of some people, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near, For if we go on sinning willfully, after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has ignored the law of Moses is put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severe punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God, and is regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was was sanctified, and has insulted the Spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. I believe as we are in
0: the end days and continue to progress through these end days up to the point in which Yeshua returns, that God is separating the holy from the profane. Vayikra, Leviticus 10.10 says this,
1: And to make a distinction between the holy and the profane, And between the unclean and the clean. And we are to have an understanding to distinguish between the two.
0: But this understanding is only accomplished through reading his word. And listening to the voice of his Ruach HaKodesh. That dwells in us as believers. When you begin to distinguish. You'll
1: see. 2 Corinthians 6 verses 14 through 18 says this. Do not be mismatched with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and lawlessness share together? Or what does light have in common with darkness? Or what harmony does Christ have with Belial? Or what does a believer share with an unbeliever? Or what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will dwell among them and walk among them, and I will be their God and they shall be my people." Therefore, come out from, among, from their midst and be separate, says the Lord. And do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. A lot is going around
0: around about us as believers. And we'll see the effect of a rebellious generation on its children if the Lord tarries. Just a prelude to the end. Turn 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 21-24, through 24, which says this.
1: Then he went out to the spring of water and threw salt in it and said, This is what the Lord says. I have purified these waters. There shall not come from there death or unfruitfulness any longer. So the waters have been purified to this day in accordance with the word of Elisha, which he spoke. Now he went up from there to Bethel, and as he was going up by the road, some young boys came out from the city and ridiculed him and said to him, go up you baldhead! go up you baldhead!" When he looked behind him and saw them, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. Then two female bears came out of the woods and tore up 42 of the boys. This type of mocking will follow
0: them into adulthood based upon what they're taught by their parents, unless God gets a hold of them. Jude 17 and verse 19, or verse 18
1: says this. But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you in the last time there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts.
0: If the current generation is stopped from rebelling, then future generations have a chance to thrive. Korah and the followers perished, but not the children. In fact, the prophet Shmuel Samuel was a descendant of Korah. He even showed his association with Moshe with his comments he made In the Haftorah portion for this week that mirrored Moshe. So to save the next generation, believers need to focus, fathers need to focus, mothers need to focus on teaching their children the ways of Yeshua and quit focusing on themselves. We live in a generation that focuses on Ourselves, We need to think about what is next. And always remember that you belong to him. Romans 8 verse 11 says
1: this. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And be encouraged by these words in 2
0: Thessalonians two thirteen through 15, which says this.
1: But we should always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation, through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. It was for this he called you through our gospel, that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm, and hold on to the traditions which you were taught, whether by word of mouth or by letter from us. So in closing, don't get your own way.
0: Don't go your own way on your journey through this life. Follow Yeshua's voice and you will reach the promised land and the life to come. We need to stand fast as we get even closer to his return. Now, as you observe and as you see things around about you, observing things and trying to compare it to scriptures, there's going to be times where scriptures that are prophetic scriptures will be read and they seem to match. And then sometimes you'll read them in one context and facts will come up. And they may be looked at in a different context. So in closing, I'm going to leave you with a verse which is Luke twenty-one twenty-six. yeah. Now before you read that, you no, know, go ahead and read it and then I'll comment on it.
1: Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken."
0: Now, how many have read that verse before? Right? Look at a set of facts that has happened recently and contrast it with what we just read. How many have heard of COVID-19? How many have heard of COVID-19 vaccination? How many have heard about the fact that now children from 12 to 18 are being vaccinated, right? What are happening to the young men who are getting the vaccine? What's happening? Their heart is being impacted. It's swelling. There's a problem with their heart. Take those observations and weigh it against what we just read. Men's hearts will fail. These young men's hearts are failing out of the fear of what is coming on the world, on what is coming as a result of this virus. When you look at the facts there, which may not necessarily be correlated with this verse, but when you look at the facts that are being presented, you have to be sensitive to weigh the word against what you're observing, right? So that as we get closer and closer, we can weigh the propheticness and where we stand on the propheticness at the moment in which we're in. Keeping in mind that no one, no one will know completely the meaning of prophecy until after it's been what? Fulfilled. And after it's been what? Explained to us by God, by Yeshua, as to what the significance or the meaning is. And we know that because even the apostles walked with Yeshua for three years and they didn't even, they knew that he was the Messiah but didn't understand the significance of him being the Messiah Ben Yosef when he came the first time until after Yeshua was raised from the dead and he visited with them and explained to them the significance of what was just been fulfilled through prophecy. So as we go through These end times, many people will try to interpret prophecy. But the reality is, is we don't know. We have to stay and draw near to the Lord. That's the purpose of seeing what's going on around about us. We all need to draw near to God as these end times come. And as a result, we're going to be set apart from the world. Which will bring attention on every one of us that are believers. But that's okay because we we belong to him. Right? And we need to focus in on our children. And we need to teach them the ways of God. Amen? It is our duty to praise the master of all, to ascribe greatness to our authors of creation. For he's made us unlike the nations of the land, and has not placed us like the families of the earth. He's not made our portion like theirs, and our lot like their multitudes. And we bend the knee and bow, and acknowledge our thanks before the King over King, the Holy One, blessed be he. He stretches out heaven and establishes earth's foundation. And the seed of his glory is in the heavens above, and the presence of his power is in the most exalted heights. He is our God, there is none other. True is our King, there is nothing beside him, as it is written in his Torah. And you shall know this day and take to your heart that the Lord, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth below, there is none other. Amen.